Bad Bar Rap Pop with your hosts, Timon Carter, David Ma, and Nate LeBlanc. Three underground rap nerds walked into a bar An argument ensued about who the goats are The seed was a thought that would turn into a pod Now fans worldwide say Not a bad job, the ad hoc cab squad Who chronicles the vanguard of hip-hop at large Rap taste slacked off, no need to be mad dog Look no further, it's the dad bod Rap, pop, pop, pop Casting live from San Jose, California, it is the Dad Pod Rap Pod. I am one third of your host, Demon Carter, aka Dem One. I'm joined by the man in black, Nate Cash. What's happening, man? <laughs> Hello, I'm Nate LeBlanc. Shout <laughs> <laughs> uh, man in Cupertino. <laughs> I've actually been listening to Johnny Cash again. I didn't. I did. I had like a super hardcore phase with him in like my late twenties. And then I put it away for a while, and now I'm listening to those like Rick Rubin produced uh, American recordings albums again, like pretty hard. So, yeah, I'm doing all right, I guess. He's walking the line, this guy. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of burning rings of fire, it's my man, Dave Ma. What's happening? Hey, man, really good to see you guys. It's kind of crazy, like, um, not to sound cliche, but uh, we take a week off and it feels like a month. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like, uh, how do I do this again? I know. I know. Seriously. Well, I'm I'm glad I'm glad we're back. We're back in the saddle and we've got a pretty big show. As I was thinking about this show, it's slightly quibble jam ish. I think it's like a quiblet. It's like a little. <laughs> Sorry, that's been bouncing. <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, it's a, a tiny slice of of the huge pie of rap releases. There's just so much fucking rap that comes out. Nate, you were a buyer back in a pretty crucial era. There wasn't this much rap coming out, obviously. No, right? uh, the just the need to get things like manufactured right. has like completely changed the game. Now you can just put any file on any service and it's technically out so yeah there's never been more music available to us than there is right now and in a way that's super exciting and in a way it's quite daunting but um we sifted through quite a bit of it i think we have some recommendations to make and um you know uh we'll just we'll just kind of go through the prompts as damon laid them out but i'm never like not having anything to listen to is not the problem is i guess what i would say right right (laughs) Not totally. knowing what I want, that's different, but you know, whoa, more whoa, on that later. You, we're talking about life in general, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Seriously, uh, Dave, you're, you're a rap writer, you write about this. Um, does it seem super daunting to you as well? Is like, who should oh. I be paying attention to? Who, 
who should I be writing about? Right, right. No, it's definitely super daunting. I mean, even just in our thread, when, when Nate shares some stuff, I'm like, dude, I don't have time time to get to this right now. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. Very daunting, very daunting. But um, some really enjoyable stuff. Um, you also shared that playlist, playlist that you had, and there's a lot of cool stuff on that too. Um, I can't say that I've listened to it all, but uh, later in this episode, I mean, yeah, I mean, um, there's plenty of stuff that's been enjoyable. And um, I think a lot of it actually kind of sucker punched me. So that's a good thing. Absolutely. And speaking of sucker... no surprising album, all of them. The most seven hundred song playlist. Yes, <laughs> I wish it was seven hundred. I tried to make a, a a playlist that had all the albums that I knew about that came out in Q one, and I believe it's like twenty two hours or something like that. It's, it's like you you got to the end of Spotify. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Wow. You put everything on a playlist. I, I try. I try to, to. We're trying to break this down here so you, you, the listener, can pick up on um, some of the dope shit that's coming out in the deluge of rap releases. And speaking of such sucker punches, let's talk about projects that surprised us. Nate, we'll we'll start with you. Um, and and as a disclaimer, we also include in this Q1 wrap up things that happened uh, at the in December of twenty twenty two. Yeah, because um, we did our we did our year end wrap up last year. I think at the very beginning of December, and I right. missed a bunch of stuff. Um, the album that surprised me, and this is actually kind of show related, because we were talking about the Navy Blue record, which I thought was okay. I don't have plans to listen to again, and kind of you know felt felt like him taking a step up into the major leagues and getting glossy. And we talked about that on a previous episode, maybe a couple weeks ago, check that out right. if you want. And we were talking about how, like, why did Def Jam sign Navy blue? Like, do they have a plan to get into this like introspective mm. kind of artier rap? And at the time I didn't know this, but a couple of days later I was looking for something to listen to. And I stumbled upon this Maxo record called Even God Has a Sense of Humor, which is also mm. on Def Jam. And I was like, oh, I see what they're doing. So Maxo has been mm. around the scene for, you know, a couple of years. I think um, we used to call that kind of post Earl Sweatshirt-ish sound Sludge Village. He had some yeah. Sludge Village stuff. Yeah. Um, and now he has this new record where he's got Pink Sifu on a feature, the R&B singer Liv, the R&B singer Kia, um, a lot of the people who are kind of adjacent to the sounds, like the kind of Brooklyn stuff that we mm -hmm. listen to. And I ended up really liking a couple of these songs. Um, Damone is always shocked when I like something that has singing on it or has some R&B <laughs> elements. And, um, this is no different. Um, and maybe I'm just like, you know, kind of, looking for something different i will i will say to you guys i've been kind of trying to figure out where to fit this into the podcast i'm at a moment in my life where i'm not really enjoying drug dealing as metaphor at the moment <laughs> and like Fair. that is that is so much of rap it's yeah. like how many bricks and keys and triple beams and fucking, it's just i'm just bored of it <laughs> at the moment and i know that makes me sound old and white and entitled and in many ways i am and it's like I, I've just I've spent a lot of my life listening to stuff like that and I've always kind of excused it it's like oh yeah that's it just gives people vocabulary to talk about other things they're not right. really talking about drug dealing they're talking about rap and love and all the different things that make up rap but lately I've been just kind of like yeah if that's kind of your metaphorical like wheelhouse I'm just like eh, I'm bored. yeah skipping it yeah. so 
to this Maxo record. Um, definitely kind of an introspective record. Um, I really liked like four or five of the songs. I thought it was a good record. And I was like, this is someone I've heard of. And Damone, you and I talked about this on, I think, a Patreon episode. He's he's confusing to us because the Texas rapper yes. Maxo Cream also yes. exists. And it's really hard to remember who's who. Right. Uh, hold the crema, I guess. Yeah, um, but you're, you're not a cream Maxo. guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Maxo even okay. has a sense of humor. If you can deal with some singing in your life and you want to hear kind of like an introspective, like um, street-ish, poetic-ish um, young man dealing with kind of his internal uh, dialogue, monologue, I think it's a really good record. So check it out. All I was right. surprised. Yeah, I, I I was kind of aware of of who Maxo was, but yeah, I I just I filed him in a drawer with a, a lot of other type of rappers doing those things. I'm I'm curious to see what happens next, how people take to stuff like this. I I think I thought the same thing with the Navy Blue record. I'm like I might like it, but I'm interested to see how it how it flies. Um, all right, surprise, surprise, Dave Ma, what was your your surprise album? <laughs> Actually, I actually have two, and one of them actually bleeds into my uh, one of my favorite albums of uh, the year. But um, to start off with the first one, it's something that's come up um, in the last uh, couple weeks, and that's the Cool Keith album. Um, okay. I mean, hugely surprised, pleasant, presently surprised. Thank you. You know what I mean? Um, he is often the subject of conversation when it comes to where does your greatness land once you have a mound of fucking bullshit versus your like four good albums. You know what right. I mean? So it was nice to be, like I said, sucker punched and a lot of credit needs to be given to a uh, real bad man who, hey. you know, um, you know, uh, two or three years into it now, like obviously he is an excellent producer and really knows how to helm projects and really, I feel like, bring out the best in uh, the subject. Yeah. Um, and and um, I'm not sure what the process he was, uh, what the process was for him getting this uh, album together. But all the guest verses are great too. Slug has an incredible verse that like yeah. kind of kicks it off. And so, um, really big fan of that album. I'm hugely surprised. I mean, if you asked me if Cool Keith was going to have an amazing album in 2023. Um, I'd laugh in your face. You know what I mean. Wait, would you? Would you? Would you say it caught you like a snake in the grass, a serpent? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, and and the other album, which I have, which I love, and again, I, we're going to touch on this later, but I just feel like I should bring I should bring it up because it wholly surprised me, which is the G Perico album. Um, really? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. I was I, I was a fan of his already um, based off of one song, which is Keep Killing, where they sampled the Tom Tom Club, uh, Genius of Love. Always thought it was funny. Always thought it was a dope beat. Like that's a song that shows up on my on a random playlist that I'll throw on if we're partying. But um, yeah, I've been hanging out uh, kind of tough the last couple of weeks. And that's something to throw on. And sort of to Nate's point. Um, yeah, you know, he talks about drugs and girls and, you know, and all that type of shit. And but it's not metaphorical. He has like a sort of a too short charm to him, you know, sort of a too mm -hmm. short simplicity to it. And um, is yeah, it this I'm, hot shot gangster girls? Yeah. OK. Yeah. I'm hot shot gangster girls. Um, it's just a fun album. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's drug. It's party shit. It's, you know, bitches and hoes type shit. But that's part of his charm. And um, I ran it. I mean maybe like five times or something in the last couple of weeks. So those, those are mine. What about yours, Damon? Oh man. Uh, I, <laughs> I too, I too enjoyed the, the, the G Perico 
Um, I'm a sucker for these fucking DJ drama things. I only think he's like one of two people that Why does is that, that well. <laughs> <laughs> he asks you philosophical questions in that tone. <laughs> what are you doing in your life status? You're like, what? Like drama? Like shit? I'm just hanging out. Um, is it is it G Perico or G Perico? G Perico? G Perico. Jesus. Yeah. Um, Jesus. He, yeah, exactly. I don't think he'll come. For, I don't think he listens. For to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, both both great picks, I think. Um, and I want to pass this to you, Nate. Uh, were you too shocked and surprised by the Cool Keith joint? By Serpent? Oh, totally, totally. We I feel like we covered that, but yes, right, very much right. so. And like, I think that album's fucking phenomenal. Like, that's like, it's it's right up there with the best things of the quarter so far for me. And just really, really super into it and could not have been more surprised when it was good. Like, I was just like, you know, you give it a cursory listen. And then I'm like, right. no, 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 I'm actually enjoying this. And then I'm like, oh, oh, no, I really like it. Like, yeah, yeah it's, just, it's, it's super good, good and yeah. very surprising. And I mean, it's one thing to doubt cool keith after what are we in like his 35th year of yeah. being awesome and like one of the great characters of our time but maybe i should have been less surprised that real bad man was able to extract that right so totally. thinking of it now but when you when you you know we it's just yeah could could not have been more surprised that he made a good record um, yeah i think um when you prompted us with that demone i was like we're all gonna pick this record you know? <laughs> like, like like in terms of how surprised we were i yes. mean to know, how good it was too like the surprise right, right. To, to goodness well for, for the last for sure. 30 years he's been uh ultra pathetic if you know damn I, I'm picking myself up off the board. Um, yeah. So no, I think those are are two great picks. Um, and you know, I think uh, the Cool Keith will make a run for album of the year on a lot of uh, people's lists. Very, it's the most hip hoppy thing that's happening. Wire I'm like, to wire oh. would be crazy though, dude. That's like, uh, didn't it come out like last month? So that'd yeah. be eight months into the thing. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. We'll see. We, we shall, we shall see. Um, but for me, my uh, surprise picks is a, I'm also going to do a twofer, but I will start with just a very, a very strange, strange record that I, I came upon through, um, again, sifting through Crown Them Entertainment's weekly uh, blog post about the releases that come out. And it's an artist by the name of Celestaphone. Mm, um, I saw that on your list. What a cool name. Yeah, super cool name, just a super weird artist and a super weird record. I will begin to try to describe Celestophone by saying, imagine kind of a Paul Barman-ish multi-instrumentalist who also um, is kind of a, a cool crooner uh, and makes a really oddball kind of almost library music is very strange. Yeah. Is very strange. All, all those terms together are so strange yeah, yeah. and i'm the, and, and, <laughs> but it really sounds like something i would enjoy i'm currently totally. downloading i'm gonna yeah, have to yeah. put this on a playlist with perico and go back to back each track you will, <laughs> your, your, ear, your brain will ooze out of your ear of the, the dissonance of that but uh it's a really wacky record it, it has a uh, an energy that i can only describe as, as barman-esque sometimes mm -hmm. um doesn't work on every track but there are a couple tracks which are super standout uh there's a song called tides featuring arm and hammer and uh more mother which is just amazing it's it's kind of a sonic texture that we don't really hear 
uh, Arm and Hammer oh, rapping and, on. And Barman is he's on it. Featured, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. He's, oh, he's okay. on it. Yeah. Uh, he's got a song about babies, which is literally about babies, and um, it's madcap. It's it's insane. The sounds, the textures. So Estefan as a rapper doesn't always work, but um, obviously a very skilled instrumentalist and producer mm-hmm. has another track called uh, Gravid Gravid Patch with Def C and Rap Ferreira, which mm-hmm. is just also really good. Like, and I don't I don't understand where this person fits in the whole kind of um, you know the power mapping of of indie rap, but uh, they obviously have some access and means and put together one of the more interesting records and was super surprising because i just never heard of the artist yeah that's super like i'm like so stoked to have like a new person to delve into so this is like awesome i'm getting recommendations just imagine the listeners yeah exactly (laughs) if i can turn nate onto a record look what i could do for you so those are the uh the big surprises for us in uh q1 Uh, love to be surprised I think can I slide in thing. a thing where it's not in the prompt, but I just want to talk about it? Sure. You can always slide it in, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> just the tip, Nate. The whole, the whole podcast asking, is it in yet? Um, what's it called? Um, I've been wanting to talk about this since, like, December. And it's the Little Sims, but not the album. Okay. Just the song Gorilla. Okay, yes. I don't know if I if you guys remember I sent it to you and I was yes. like this fucking song is insane. I'm obsessed with this <laughs> Huge. song. This whole it's produced by Inflow of Salt Fame who that's the only like non-rap band we consistently talk about on here. We're all <laughs> like obsessed with Inflow's production and Salt's albums and Little Sims and Salt's universes are kind of getting closer and closer together in public anyway. And this song Gorilla starts with this like big like orchestral like mm. horn thing and then it goes into this really sick bass line which i believe was used on a jurassic 5 song back in mm. the day which yeah. is why it's so familiar to me and then it just she just like flows effortlessly over it it changes moods about four or five times she just is so funny and cool on it and i don't even really like the record that much but i like love that song and i would feel That's weird so if this whole podcast went by and i didn't talk about it so if you guys have not listened to this song gorilla by little sims you really need to do that it is such a cool song and um i don't know the rest of the record just couldn't meet up match up to that so yeah yeah. i like it that much that like i'm gonna i have pre-ordered the like 35 dollar uk vinyl so i can play the song like someday when i'm booked for something so yeah it's just it is that good Wow, yeah, I, dude. that's uh, that's so funny, man. I I too am kind of obsessed with that song. Uh, it has an energy to me of like a late, not late stage, like mid '90s Buster Rhymes kind of just you know wild out type of rap. Um, nobody raps the sound ah better than Lil Sims. She was doing <laughs> it on the last record and on this song in particular. She flips the sound ah like maybe 28, 29 times in yeah. just different ways. And and her flow is super effortless and she makes big records. 
She's not afraid to make. We were talking about this last year. She's not afraid to make a big record. So that's one of the things I missed um, in Q4. And then I don't know actually when it came out. I never checked the date, but like you guys know, and many of the listeners probably know at this point, I was like obsessed all winter with that Kenny Beats record, Louie. Mm, right, yeah, right. It was just right. so much better than I thought it was going to be, and I felt like a dumbass for not listening to it and like <laughs> repping it harder when it came out. But when I finally checked into it, like i just thought it was whether you call it a beat tape or an album or what mm-hmm. like it is so good so yeah. so so much better than i thought it would be if you haven't given it a chance because you're like oh kenny beats the guy who like makes youtube videos and produces for denzel curry no it is yeah. like it, this record is special it, there's something that weaves everything together and it's just it's just extremely well done. I spent like months with that being like the only thing I was listening to in my car, and I've recommended it to like ten people. Oh yeah, everybody, um, including myself. And uh, yeah. yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I felt bad because for for months I thought you were talking about a Kenny Siegel instrumental album, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Nate, this is totally not what what you told me. And then yeah. it was a Kenny Beats like, album. We love Ken instrumentals, but this is not what you said. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, just to sort of co-sign what you just said, um, incredible album. And I mean, just uh, you know, for for lack of like uh, any extravagant term, it's just crazy enjoyable. You know what I mean? Yeah. Short yeah. songs, yeah. Um, sunny, good switch ups, good layers. You know, it's not overly extravagant or opulent but yet it's textured it's really well done man i love it totally yes well said and like uh got great guest stars on there mac demarco leon michaels right. it introduced me especially the tiny desk concert version um to the singer remy wolf mm-hmm. right someone told me she's from vallejo i never checked that out but she's got an insane voice and i don't know man just like if you guys are i i started this year kind of saying i was looking for more like fun the sunshine really yeah, like proclamation ourselves into a corner of <laughs> liking really dour darkly artsy lyrical shit and it's like for the first couple months of this year when it was like dreadful around here i was like okay i need this little pick me up i'm gonna get some sunshine like little um from this kenny beats record of all people which like i i always liked him i thought he was good a personality youtube videos but he kind of yeah. like a goof and yeah. I'm like, oh, this goof can like make some fucking serious, like textured, layered beats that are very musical. And uh, yeah, anyway, I'll stop. But just love that record. He just, a, he just did a set at Coachella and everyone's talking about it. And it oh, really? Comes off kind of corny, if I'm being honest. But yeah. having said that, the album is incredible. Right. That's kind of what I'm talking about. It's like yeah. uh, you're drinking yerba mate and like making right. your jokes <laughs> with Vince Staples. Like, but is your music good? Because in those videos, everything's so minimal. Yeah. yeah, even that Denzel Curry, which was the previous thing that I knew him for, it's like he moves little sounds into little places and then it becomes mm-hmm. a beat and then it's like, okay, you got anything else? And yeah, right. he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, un- unencumbered by rappers, um, he really did something super. He's like one of those guys that I feel like masters the the digital audio workstation type music. Right. Like his shit is so um produced produced and yeah I, I definitely enjoyed that record as well um and there were a couple there were a couple of beat tapes that came out in q1 um both um conductor williams and twami um who just does like a beat tape a quarter uh smashed but um let's 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 take all nature sunshine and just bring it way down uh talk about <laughs> the most uh disappointing records of q1 we'll start with you mr ma oh man 
man, I really even hate to say this. And, I, and having said this, I'm going to give it another chance, which means I'm giving it like four chances right now. But, uh, <laughs> and, and, and okay, and let me uh, further preface is that uh, we've been listening to this for months. Um, we, got, we got the advanced link forever on paper. It looks like the most incredible thing I've ever heard. It speaks to me. You know what I'm going to say. It's the Black Thought uh, Michael's album, dude. I I listened oh. to it like five times, dude. And Black Dot was my, you know, my pick for best MC alive. Um, you know, his I, album with Danger Mouse was my best album of the year last year. I just can't really get into this, dude. And I've been talking to other people who um shall remain nameless because they're sort of in the industry, but we just think it's like such a sleepy ass record. And supposedly it was recorded um during COVID. And uh, man, wow. it comes off it comes off like that. Okay, having said all that. I, a friend of mine just gave me the wax and I intend to sit down with an edible and fucking give it another chance because I feel like he's deserving. Sure. But, um, dude, wow. disappointment. I know, I know. I I, I want to be proven wrong. I, I, like, I want to like I, it. I've listened to it like four or five times as well, mostly before it came out. I didn't listen to it on Friday when it finally came out, but I, I sat with it for a long time. I, I can't remember anything about it. Yes, yes. And, and like, there's yes. there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not memorable. There's, it's not, it's not right. like sticking with me. Like, like after you listen to cheat codes, you're like, wow, interesting psych beats, and hey, great doom verse, and like, right, oh, right. like that song had this line and that line. You know what I mean? And with this one, it's like it just nothing is sticking at all. Wow. Totally. Sometimes it, sometimes it's a bigger offense to be boring. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's cer there's certainly argument. I for one, am just shocked right now. I just <laughs> are you super into it? Um, I, I like, I obviously like more than y'all, uh, <laughs> but that, but that Dave doesn't is, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back and it's revisit like created my created in a lab for Dave's enjoyment, like, oh, Michael's totally. hair and black thought, but like, sometimes like that builds up an expectation level that cannot be matched, you know what right. I mean? Right, um, sometimes there's just no magic, and, uh, and you know, and I, I, I revert to this when I talk about albums on paper that are awesome, like, um, uh, Danger Mouse Doom, Danger, Danger Doom. I never. Yeah. It's not. It's not in my pantheon of favorite Doom work. Yeah, know? sure, sure. Even though individually, I, I get yeah. you. I like the beats and I like some of his rhymes, but like no magic. There's a uh, there's a song on there called That Girl, which is um, which is uh, you know, a song about a girl. But uh, that one, <laughs> that one, yeah. <laughs> Liner notes, huh? Despite the cryptic name, uh, I really, I really like that one. It, it's gonna okay. go on, on the Q one. Um, best of jammy jams. Um, I don't really. We talked about this, Dave. I really in the past have not really liked L. Michaels type stuff. Even though Spotify algorithm thinks that's really what I want to listen to. Um, <laughs> I believe you so called they, it hip hop elevator music on an early totally. episode, and me and Dave were just turning over tables. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. I, um, I guess uh, it's a big L, huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I, I, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. Okay, we, got, okay. we got the advance. Um, there's another song. I'm sorry, I'm trying to search for the title where he kind of raps about. Um, just you know, being from being from Philly and his neighborhood with such great detail and dexterity, I think definitely Black Thought is one of those people, and I suffer from this with his stuff too. Is that he's so good and so smooth that it, nothing stands out sometimes. You, I, you, I, you know I what I mean? I think there's merit to that. There's some, some. It's sure. so well composed that that nothing jumps out at you. Um, but. Uh, this is interesting. All right, Dave's gonna take a fifth trip with it around the <laughs> sun. Am. 
he will come back and he will report back um, and will wipe the tear from Black Thought's eye. Uh, Nate, what was your uh, biggest disappointment of Q1? Yeah, um, I, I don't know. Like, is it a huge disappointment? I don't know. But I, an album I wasn't feeling as much as I thought I might is the Odyssey album, uh, To What End. Okay. Um, uh, folks, we we talked to people whose music opinions I respect, kind of were calling it the first great record of the year. I was I really that. hyped to listen to it um it just didn't hit for me um i couldn't i couldn't find my way in with this record and uh it's also uh what i'm gonna call like an old school length 16 songs 51 minutes like most of my favorite (laughs) records are clocking in at about 23 minutes like 34 if you've really got something to say like (laughs) i kind of don't have 51 minutes for anybody you know what i mean yeah weird saying that because i've listened to so many things over the years that are like that but it's just like this reminds me of like a cd era album yeah and i just it, it just didn't click with me i think he's really smart i think he's a great producer i think he's a good rapper um, he like talk about like not making drug dealing rap like that's what this is he tried and, yeah I just I just didn't and I, I didn't enjoy it and I never got to the end like I never <laughs> was able to make it through the whole thing um, got some cool features on there Fonte you know like just Bilal like, like that's a name you don't hear around much anymore it's just like it just didn't work for me I never I never got into it even though a lot of people that I respect um really enjoyed it so that's that's my pick and then I I will say I had a thing all planned out and like crossed it out but um it's an instrumental album that's kind of an elegy for someone who's not with us anymore mm-hmm. I didn't get into that either and I'm wow yeah. okay um oh, man yeah. we will I... we will talk uh, at a at another point about yeah, that. I'll, that's I'll, gonna have to I'll be fight. for the Patreon session. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, and you and I had, had actually briefly touched on it, and I feel the same way. You know, it's something I want to purchase and have and and pay respects with, but uh, you know, musically, uh, you not guys the be- not the best one. You guys are are <laughs> are shocking the shit out of me right now. But that that's good. That means that as much as we know each other, there's after still, all this uh, time, we can still surprise each other. Exactly, you do a good relationship. The magic is still there with your favorite thruple. Um, <laughs> <laughs> unlike Dave's assessment of the uh, the black thruples, we still have magic. Um, my uh, biggest disappointment of Q1. I have to qualify by saying it's it's a rapper I've been on record as saying I'm I'm not the biggest fan of. So disappointment's a weird word, but this project did come with some high expectations due to the people who are involved with it. Um, and I am talking about the Mad Lib Mugs Mayhem Lorraine mm. collaboration, Wild Salmon, because I, I told myself if I was gonna get into Mayhem Lorraine, this would be the moment. Like this is the right. Rolls Royce of a production that you would get um and this would be the thing and it's called wild salmon so i'm like okay first of all it's not it's called champagne for breakfast (laughs) is it yes and wild salmon is the last song on it and i actually just sent that song to dave and i was like dave you're gonna love this we love barbecue songs i was gonna say um i I do like that song but um to your point Simone, i i I gave i gave the whole album (laughs) a cursory listen that's funny you're calling the album wild salmon the whole time um I do really like that song, though, Nate. I think um, it 
is the best song on the album or the one I yeah. like the most. Me too. Sure. Yeah. Right. Damon is on Wikipedia <laughs> editing the entry so that it says the, the album is it called Wild Salmon. salmon. <laughs> Farm Salmon. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. The record called Champagne for Breakfast yes. uh, with Mayhem Loren, Mad Lib, and Mugs. Um, so, like I was saying, I was, uh, in, you know, waiting for this to be my moment if I was going to fuck with Mayhem Loren. It would be in this moment with this record. And kind of to the point you were saying, Nate, I, I too go through phases of like, I, I don't care that you you dealt drugs. Like, I just, I right. really don't. Yeah. It's not the greatest. And then somebody like Stove God will come and be like, no, I can make this fun and clever right. and engaging right. again and like yeah. recapture the magic instead of just like literally stating a thing that you did. Um, and so a lot of my, a lot of my issues with Mayla Himmlerin has been, I just feel like it's kind of like central casting New York drug dealer rap, like there's nothing terribly um, creative or fun about it. This record, he does do more of the food references, which which I appreciate. But um, somehow, even the production was just like okay for me. It somehow uh, I felt that it was lesser than the sum of its parts, given all the people who are involved. And so, yeah, those um, are some big names. Yeah, yeah, there's some big names. There's some features. And when Bronson comes on, I'm like, oh, that's what this could sound like if it was fun. Like Bronson like brings that energy and the weird and your chick don't know how to season meat. And I'm like, that for me, <laughs> I'm gonna take that line and pack it up. And this is kind of yeah. what, what I'm getting from this album. So um yeah, I think it's it's probably yeah. just not gonna happen for me. Yeah, no, it's definitely not gonna happen for you. You kind of came in not not really digging mayhem's deal um he was a really fun guest on the show and i like him more than you do but i agree that this song is less than the sum of its parts and it feels a little disjointed like you can just tell which is a mugs track and which is a um a mad lib mm, track like track. Mm -hmm. kind of from the production and kind of from the producer tags but it makes the project feel disjointed it's like a mm -hmm. one for you one for them kind right. of thing it doesn't mm. feel very albumy and i will but say um, I think listening to this is one of the things where I was recently like, okay, I'm I'm kind of cool off drug dealing references for a while. Like it's, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and yeah, um, it, I I do like a couple things on the album, especially that last song. But um, I'm, I hear you. Uh, previously frozen wild salmon, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that one was cool. He was talking about the barbecue. I got it. I got it. Like it's, it's cool. It, it, it definitely has a, a cookout playlist ability. Yes. Um, all right. That was a part or part one, first half of our Q1 wrap up. We'll come back and talk about our fave albums, EPs of the year, and also about our favorite non-rap releases after this short break. Dad bod wrap up. Conductor. We are back 
we're back to talk about our favorite projects. Let's get that negativity out of here. Yeah. We 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 only Aussie dip vibes. our toe in it. Yeah. We we only uh, <laughs> we only dip our toe in, in in those waters. But we we're here to talk about the things we actually like. So um, let's get into it. I, I asked the bros to to each pick three records that really resonated with them this quarter. Um, Nate has 23, but we'll get, we'll get to him. We'll get to him. These are just these are just suggestions. Um, uh, let let's let's start with you, Nathaniel. You um, you told me, and I thought this was an interesting comment. I think we we're on the on the Patreon, which all of you should be on. And you were saying you have listened to maybe the least amount of rap that you've listened to in a long time, which is still more rap than anybody listening. Right. To it's like it's an unhealthy <laughs> amount, but I, I, I've, uh, I've chilled out a little bit. I'm listening to a lot of old music right now. And like, um, I hate talking about this because talking about it is the only thing worse than like actually being on social media, but I'm not on social media at the moment. Yeah. I have like gotten off everything. And so I don't hear about things. So it's not like, I'm not I'm not getting as many recommendations because I used to follow all these music writers, all mm. these all these artists. And like anytime they would mention something, I'd take a little screenshot or make a little note or mm-hmm. put it like go search it on Spotify. So when I looked at my searches, I would see it and I'm just not seeing as much, which is cool because I've opened my, you know, mental capacity up for other things. But um, yeah, I'm just not I'm just not really listening to a ton, a ton, 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 ton. I'm still doing my homework and still keeping up. I use um, Cinema Size uh, New Music Weekly email. It's like I scan that mm-hmm. every Friday. Mm-hmm. I download the things I'm interested in, and then I go through my weekend and like listen to stuff. And so, still, still a bunch, but not not as much as I used to. And it's been kind of nice to be honest with you. But um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm, where things are at with me right now. All right, of of the 400 albums you've got to. What are what are some ones that uh, bubble to the top for you? Yeah, I wanted to give kind of like some honorable mentions. Like these are not my best things of the quarter, but things that I enjoyed. Um, one is DJ Muggs' uh, Sun Ra themed mixtape, mm. Notes and Tones. Mm. Um, I just like if I'm working or have other stuff going on, that's like perfect background music for me. I love listening to Sun Ra quotes. I thought the way he interacted with the music was very interesting. Muggs is a great producer. Yeah. Um, that Boldy James Indiana Jones. Mm. Um, record I think is really good kind of a different beatscape for Boldy kind of like a gauzy synthy kind of thing like that was really holding it down in like the very first weeks of the year when there just wasn't much out yet I thought that was really good um Damone something you rep uh recommended to me Jay Skeese mm. um abolished mentality I can't re- I can't read my own writing um <laughs> Jay Skeese abolished something um, the right to vote. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kind of Griselda adjacent. Yeah. Um, really good rapping. Uh, similar to that, Rome Streets wasn't built in a day with Big oh, Ghost. I thought yes. was a very good record. Yes. Um, the L.A. Sway, A.J. Suede and Televangel record. Um, Party and Thought, Party and Shots, Party and yeah. Thoughts. Really, really good record. Maybe my favorite A.J. Suede record so far. I sent him an email. Um, when he. He sent it to us and I was like, whoa, this is really freaking good. Yeah. Um, and then a record I think will come up in a little bit. Serengeti's Ajay 2, which is not new, but was held hostage uh, from the <laughs> people who did not uh, get the, the, get the, the supreme drop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> very thematic for the record. So those yeah. were a couple of things. 
so for me these are the best three records of the quarter um and really what it came down to is just the things that i listened to the most um and kind of got the most out of um number three for me cool keith and real bad man serpent we've we've talked about this a ton um we we were surprised by it we we thought it was really great we thought it was well produced we appreciated Cool Compete coming back out of nowhere. Um, there's just a lot to recommend about this, but mostly it's just a very strong uh, Cool Keith record. Um, it's funny. It's, you know, got all the hallmarks of a good Cool Keith uh, thing, but it moves along briskly and it doesn't kind of like um, dwell down in like the gross or juvenile kind mm -hmm. of modes that Cool Keith will find himself in a lot of times in the modern era. So just a really strong record. Um, one and um, another one, and I'm kind of surprised it took this long um, to be mentioned, is Larry June and the Alchemist's Great Escape. Yeah. Um, I think this is the best Larry June record so far. I think he's tailor-made for Alchemist soundscapes. Um, there's a ton of interesting and somewhat obscure Bay Area references on here. Um, I just feel like it's a really, really well-made album. And I literally, after I listened to it, started Googling ways to get passive income. Like, this record <laughs> is like changing my life. I literally looked up how much it costs to buy vending machines. Like I literally am like, this is like rap album as small business seminar. And it's kind of working mm, on me. That's like I, I like want to improve my credit score because of this record. It's just, it's just that's a real, good job. I really like this record. Keep going. Um, and I feel like I've been waiting for this moment from Larry June for a while. I really liked peas in a pod with, um, Jay Worthy, and I've really liked some of his earlier stuff. He has that great Cool Kids song where it's like a freestyle song. There's just mm. been moments and projects and uh, him sounding great over Jake One beats and things where I'm like, man, this is awesome. When he puts it together, it's going to be dope. And he put it together. And The Alchemist mm. is the kingmaker of modern underground hip hop. And of course, he you know, supplies Larry June with these perfect backdrops and just super into it. And my number one record of Q1 sketch 185 and jeff markey's and he left nothing for the swim back is my favorite album of this quarter so far i think it's the best album of the quarter so far um let's start with the title um the title speaks to an exertion a kind of boundless energy put into the first stretch and then the character in this little mini narrative can't even swim back because he gave it his everything and i think that's a good reminder of the insistence level that sketch brings to his rapping um so many rappers these days are so cavalier and uh kind of don't want to try too hard and sketch is the complete op opposite he gives maximum effort um he puts it into battle rhymes sort of not really anymore these days but you can tell that's where he's trained and storytelling and uh, socio-political commentary and just really the complete package as a rapper um, someone still on the come up but with a lot of experience under their belt Jeff Markey's production is perfectly suited you can tell they spent a lot of time working this and it gives kind of an antique store vibe um, that sketch can roam around in and knock things off the shelves so I think sketch 185's any left nothing for the swim back on the undoubtable unfadable uh, world destroying Backwood Studios is the best album of Q1 2023. Looking forward to more. Dave, what what records were kind of bubbling to the top of your list this this quarter? Are we going honorable mentions and then the top the top? The honorable mentions and your and 
uh, your top two. Okay, gotcha. Well, um, to Nate's point, um, I really like the Rum Street's Big Ghost album. Um, rapping his fucking ass off. Yeah. Um, I really also like the uh, Sketch and uh, Jeff Markley album. Um, that really was a standout for me as well. Um, but uh, I mentioned this earlier, the, the G Perico album, um, mm. just so enjoyable, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I feel like it's, uh, we've been just avalanched with a sort of distinct singular sound in rap and it's it's the yep. type of stuff that we like right i mean right. uh i wasn't che- i haven't checked for benny for for many years or for many months because i'm like sort of over that sort of um universe right. um and sort of on that same tip i kind of stopped listening to a lot of sludge village stuff too um maybe it's the <laughs> weather maybe it's the weather change as well um, sure. but having said that um the g perico album again um love it um if anybody heard the song keep killing this is just on the exact same vibe it's just it's just super fun um his voice sounds great the beats are fun dj drama um kills it um and it's something you know i i guess it's technically a mixtape um and i've been running it as that so i've just been playing it just been throwing it on and i've had a couple parties at my place where it's like this is really fitting you know what i mean and it really sort of uh, props up the vibe and um the second um the another one i want to bring up is the tyler estate sale which recently okay uh, recently dropped which were sort of like outtakes from from the original um album from last year yeah and um once again um i think i mean i'm i'm not sure maybe i'm just locked into tyler's sound right now but um I love that album last year and loving this as well. And that I'm also playing. I mean, there's a DJ drama sort of corollary too. Mm. I'm playing, I'm just letting it run. Um, you know, I'm, I don't even know the track names. I'm just throwing it on type thing. Yeah. Just letting the, the, the 13 tracks run or whatever. And um, just completely enjoyable. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Picking up a lot of stuff. I'm not always in the mood and perhaps that's why i didn't like the uh, black dot album you know i'm not here for a bunch of literary references right now i just want to hear some hard <laughs> shit you know what i mean and kind of party so yeah. um so he's like i don't want to hear listening uh literary references i want to listen to tyler baudelaire <laughs> <laughs> i want to see what wig tyler's wearing you know what I mean? like, um but yeah i those two definitely bubbled to the top for me well my favorite record um thus far is nappy nina's morning dew and um you know it's something that i just have surprisingly kept going back to and i've always liked nina's music um but I really just enjoy seeing her growth as an artist. And, you know, obviously she's a friend of the program, but it's, but it's beyond that. We have plenty of friends from the program who don't do. make our lists, you know. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, it's just incredible to see her growth. Um, incredible to see her being co-signed by people like More Mother and Mobby. Um, of course, uh, Jay Words is a favorite of ours, and um, she um, presents herself a few times on this record. And... Um, Yeah, it's certainly my favorite thus far. Three songs in, on Amen, we hear sample snippets mentioning writing and poetry. While it's easy to love an unhinged rapper, a character who stands out due to their energy and unpredictable nature, a la ODB, the best rappers are ultimately self-aware of their pen game. The black thoughts of the world are overtly deliberate. This is the feeling of Nina's latest, Morning Dew, a 14-track project that finds her emboldened, sharing space with elite guests like More Mother. Yet what stands out most here is a sense of Nina's confidence. Her delivery can still sound fluttery, but here her words feel like they carry more weight, her enunciation perfectly clear. The beat palette here is modern, at times droney, at times electronic, but the standout again is Nina herself, sometimes sounding chill, lackadaisical even, but there's a feeling of intimacy here. 
Be it on tracks like Tucked In or Cope, it's Nina who really steers the emotional direction of the album with her words and presence alone. All right, so I think for for me, some records that really uh, I like to mention, one is like pretty, a little bit out of the box, but I've seen some of the homies in our lane talking about, and that's uh, Ice Cold Bishop's Generational Curse. Um, definitely interesting to see it as a the the shadow of Kendrick Lamar is so large, and now there's like it seems like there's a crop of rappers who have kind of come up in his wake, and I think Ice Cold Bishop definitely is one of them. Uh, his his delivery is super crazy. It's ultra violent for the sake of being violent. Like it's so over the top, but also has these great songs. Um, like all my OG told me was some bullshit where he's describing how he's basically been manipulated by older gang members and how they're all full of shit. Oh, um, wow. So he's, there's an awareness. It's not, it's kind of, um, it is what I think is the highest form of, of gangster rap, which is one where the artist is fully aware of how wild and over the top this is and is using it in different ways so mm. um really like the craziest fucking voice dude just quite like unpredictable um just different voices and changes and pitches and tones and it's just yeah so definitely uh into that record more than i thought i would be um another record that i would that's kind of in that vein is the looper's Microphone mm. Fiend. Yes, yes. Which Dave is has that made it to your party playlist yet? <laughs> um, I've listened to it many times though. I'm a, definitely a big fan of it. And you you've been um championing that for um you know a, a few weeks now. Um yeah. big fan of the record, big fan of them in general, or yeah, what what he does in general. Yeah, it's a it's a really interesting record where um he really takes the form of kind of traditional trap and makes it like super lyrical. Um, but also super trappy still. It's it's a very odd blend. And it's it's again that I guess it's in the same vein as Ice Cold Bishop is he's he's fully aware of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. but it is, you know, it's an unconventional flow and delivery. And I, I also could see how that it could be grading to some. I'm surprised I like it as much as I do. <laughs> some of the beats uh, are annoying, but the album is really good if you like allow yourself to enter its world. Yeah, you have to, you, you know, have to like, you know, like, like in a movie or like a commercial, like you'll go like it's like going from the real world to Toontown or whatever. It's like <laughs> yeah. the, the rules yeah. are different here. The fucking shoes squeak, a cat's the mayor. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but yeah. once you allow it, like, it's like, wow, this is actually really interesting. And like very few people are doing things with like that level of self-awareness and mm. um, bravado and um, like a fuck it all mentality. That's it's also just like. Yeah, I'm like cheering for him, but also being like, let's turn that beat down and maybe <laughs> add in some like little different moments where it's not like for like three minutes, dude. Like it's so totally. annoying, but I get totally. it. But yeah. I don't want to listen to it, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely pressing buttons in a weird, weird way. And he's a, a very interesting artist. So I, I definitely dug that one. Um, I could have this next one I could have had as one of my surprises because it was very surprising. Um is Mr. Fab has an album okay. called I I Am. And let me tell you guys, let me be the first to report to y'all that Mr. Fab did a boom bap album. Oh, cool. Sick. Uh, Sick. He's like yeah. such a great rapper who and like cultural ambassador for the Bay Area whose yeah. music I've never really been able to get into. So this may be the good one. Oh no, this is this points. is this is your moment, Nate. Um he, I'm very excited to hear that. 
he's doing something I would call like uh, Hyro Griselda. Like it's it's very it's so interesting. Um, this quarter mm-hmm. has had many surprises, and that was one of them. He, I think this is also his album. He's another rapper who has vowed not to do, not to curse on record anymore. Hey. Um, so it's it's been interesting mm. to see him navigate that. Doesn't I don't think it takes anything away from this record, but it's just so interesting given his his prior work. Yeah, um, so Zelda, that's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I it's, I never knew. I mean, <laughs> this guy's such a third eye visionary. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the record is called I Am. So um, that's dope, man. E Y E. So, so shout out to Mr. Fab, who in the Bay Area hierarchy is like the vice president. It's like oh, 40 yeah. and then Fab, right? And like Secretary of State is La Russell. Um, Larry Too June, short. Minister of yeah. Arts. Too short is the emperor. <laughs> totally. He is the Ayatollah of Barry. I'm learning so much. I like, I'm like, I can tell how out of touch I am because I'm like, everything you guys are saying, I'm like, oh, for real? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this show is for. It's to get, is to get you excited about uh, things you may not have caught. Um, one record you've caught, because I've talked about it like 12 times on here, but I'm going to keep going. It's called Beware of the Monkey by Mike. I had my mic yes. moment. I had I didn't have a mic moment before this, and now I have a mic moment. Um, I love I love this record. I know that it came out in December of uh, 2022. It counts. It counts in my it's book. Incredible. Love the record as well. Yeah, it's just very. It's it's the best of the Sludge Village tradition, um, in my opinion. What what he's doing with that form and and where he's taking it, and um, yeah, I expect big things. I'm, I'm like Def Jam not signing Mike. If we're doing this, like if if this is what we're doing, uh, I think he's one of the preeminent voices of that. Get Demon and A and R job stat. Yeah, please, Dante, <laughs> help. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that those were some of the ones that uh, that were there for me. But I, I definitely also want to shout out Illingsworth. Um, I'm not mm, supposed to yes. be here. Um, yeah. Super super fun record. Um, I think. Uh, Mers has a, a very interesting record called Speak and Spell. That record's uh, cool, man. And yeah. that uh, first track with uh, Larry June and Ice, and Ice Cold Bishop, Bishop. Like, I was like, what is this as a track construction? And then it's so good. And then yeah. Mers spends like half the EP talking about how he's going to quit. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> like, what is he talking about? Like, you obviously still love this. I, th- I thought it was fascinating and quite good. Like, I just yeah, thought it's it was a good. good. Album. Did he get religious? Yeah, yeah, he's he's a devout Christian, um, and so that he's, wasn't always the case, right? No, no, there's I don't, and I'm not sure where the conversion happens, but definitely his latter day albums have have a lot of uh, overt Christian references. Um, but yeah, no, it, I I don't want to say I was surprised, but good given all that, and like he's such a <laughs> yeah, cool guy. Yeah. I love Merce, and he one of our favorite uh, interviews. I've one of my favorite interviews that we've ever done on here was oh, getting yeah. to talk to Merce. I'll just in case someone's listening for the first time, he's the only person who ever said this. And I think about this literally every day. And we were, it was before the interview actually started and he was just chatting with us and he's like, so do you guys have kids? And it was just me and Dave. And we're like, no. And he's like, so you don't have a dad bod. You're just lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Insult comic, this guy. Touche, Merce. (laughs) (laughs) He intentionally missed that day so that he could line y'all up like that. (laughs) 
Oh, that's that is freaking hilarious. Um, yeah, and yeah, he he delivered another good record. His last, maybe we'll see. Well, this is the EP preceding his last record, which is mostly is going to be Love and Rockets Volume Three, which I believe is with DJ Fresh. I think that's oh. his series with DJ Fresh. Oh, the connect so many connections here. Yeah, um, totally. I'll get in one more uh, battery operated simps by Chris Crack. Um, I got I got back into crack. Looking at well, <laughs> as one should, it's uh, proven to be healthy. Chris Crack, we had to retire the uh, best album title and best song title of the year awards because Chris, because Crack, Chris Crack was just running dominated. away with them. And there was yep. another couple hilarious ones on here. Um, but talk about it for a sec because I'm going to find it. Yeah, so battery-operated synths is it's Chris Crack doing Chris Crack things. Um, He's got great song titles, and what this record makes me realize that I think he's kind of influential. When I listen to a Jog Monte Agban, um, I'm like, oh, this is like baby Chris Crack. And then I listen to Fly Anakin, and I'm like, oh, that's like a wavy Chris Crack. Like he has a he has an approach that I think is kind of like valet valley whatever his name is gets adopted and kind of uh reinterpreted by other cats but i i do respect what he does and this record is is really good the beats are good i mean he's doing his his weird you know kind of a uh, stream of thuggish consciousness thing but it still it still works and i've checked out i have not checked in with him for several albums so i, I kind of checked out too i need to check back in i'm just going to read these three album titles which are better than most people could ever come up with in their life and this is just three songs all in a row on a random early in the year release where the songs are like one minute long goofies need guidance hilarious <laughs> stop asking strangers for favors especially me top everyone in san jose and condom sex same as turkey bacon (laughs) that's a hilarious thing to say it's a it's a more hilarious thing to think and it's a freaking like light riot of laughter to make it a song title that's so funny yeah he's he's elevated that to like a high art form in a in a genre where people will name their shit like bug shit like, bang bang pop intro pop. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh in, intro like on, 80- on the on the intro tip and this is a song is literally one minute how they find dinosaurs but not jesus <laughs> and uh, usually these don't have anything to do with the song no they just, don't. there are more ideas and more funny non sequitur one-liners in the songs but that that is so funny to me uh it's it's a high art and he's he's definitely mastered it um and so i don't know i don't know what the next thing for him would be because he kind of seems to just keep doing a similar type of album and seems to kind of hover in a similar space but um i don't know i'd like to see him i know he did some stuff with mad lib uh i'd I'd like to see more of that something i want more crack is what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) generally what happens when you get into it from what i understand (laughs) yeah exactly it's something you keep going back to i hear so for me the record that keeps knocking around in my head you know when i wake up at three in the morning i'm singing a jingle about a fictional tanning salon that's when you know a record has had an effect on you um and that record for me is a jai 2 which came out last year right or two years ago um last year year, it was a 
a very limited vinyl drop. And so I kind of written off that I was ever going to hear the thing, but it, it came out on streaming this year and it's an amazing record. The uh, child actor really creates this very um, amorphous soundscape that does all kinds of weird things that rap beats don't typically do. And so um, it's mesmerizing. There's a tanning jingle. You need it. Ajay 2. Ajay 2 is the sequel to Serengeti's 2022 masterpiece, Ajay. And unlike most second installments, this one doesn't miss. But maybe this is what we should expect from one of rap's most gifted storytellers. Serengeti isn't concerned with giving us a linear narrative as much as developing characters with vivid detail. Ajay 2 is a surrealist soap opera scored by the producer Child Actor. In this second chapter, our protagonist Ajay is contemplating the potential end of his marriage and trying to tone down his obsession with streetwear. Serengeti switches his characters, tone of voice, and cadences often, with each change immersing us in a different aspect of Ajay's epic story. A great follow-up to a great album. Dad Bod Rap Pod, we are back. We are back to talk about non-rap things, which over the years, I've been accused of being somewhat of a fascist in the sense that um, I would force us to talk about rap only. But, you know, obviously we have broader pursuits and visions than rap. But I don't, but let me state right here, and I can only speak for myself. I don't think that makes me cute or special. I don't like when people do that. Like, I don't just listen to rap. Well, good fucking for you, bro. That's great. You don't get credit for shit you're supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. Like Chris Rock said in a stand-up special like 30 totally. years ago, and I live my life by that. Yeah, and I will like... straight up just not give credit to people for shit like that. They're like, oh, I turned that in. I'm like, yeah, fucking, do you want a cookie? Like, Right, right. That's what right. we're all supposed to be doing. You Absolutely. stop at a stop sign? Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's called music uh but yeah we we listen to things that are that are not rap although rap is is everything in some ways um but let's let's talk about our favorite non-rap releases for q1 day we'll start with you i um i had to work outside of the lines of the prompt that you gave me because uh, that's typically fair. typically you're so draconian with it and this was sort of <laughs> my moment to just talk about shit that i've been recently listening to that, and, fair enough um so uh one is um i just bought a 45 um last week and it's the most i've ever paid for a 45 and it was sort of um uh, a late birthday present to myself and it's by it's a gospel record by a group called the Holy Lights Juniors, and it's an, it's mm. impossible to even find online. Um, the only reason um, it's um, in existence or just you know in in people's consciousness, especially mine, is that Rock Marciano sampled it for mm. oh, um, okay. for a song called Power, which is off of a, a Rosebud's Revenge Part Two. It's the last song, and it's just just incredible um, gospel song. It's called Love love hides all faults and um again i mean i i had some issues i had some internal struggles uh paying for it but um please put yeah. how much you paid in the chat <laughs> <laughs> uh, i had to do it i had to do it and i've just been listening to that all day because um need to get my money's worth but yeah, also totally just, and that that, uh, that song incredible. and how it ends uh rr2 it just plays a lot of that song like it's a yes. big thick sample so i feel like i've kind of heard it but now i'm like you yeah. hear the original it, it's a, it's a, it's incredible and it, it's on some you know just to to aesthetically describe it, it it's on some like lee moses like 
like gospel shit, just yeah. rhymy, grunting. Um, huh. Yeah, incredible. One of my favorite songs of all time. And I, it's something you can't even find, like doesn't come up on Discogs, like doesn't come up yeah. on YouTube. Good Anyways, for you, dude. Good for you for splashing out and getting something that you like really wanted. That's awesome. You deserve it, Dave. So um, that that was one, and I've just been listening to that a lot, and I know that's just a 45. Um, the other thing I've been listening to a lot is um, this artist, her name is Karen Marks. Um, mm. it's, she's a minimal cold wave artist from Australia, Melbourne uh, specifically, and she made like an EP in 1981. And if you guys know me, I'm not like some, you know, cold wave, minimal cold wave uh, connoisseur. But um, you're a cold piece, but yeah, <laughs> you're a cold-hearted snake. Look into your eyes, but <laughs> I know my ex would just say I'm cold. Um, um, it's incredible. Um, there's a song called um, "You Bring Me Things," and there's a song called "Cold Cafe," and both of those oh. I've just been listening to nonstop. And again, slow, minimal wave, uh, cold wave shit. Super emotional, very sparse lyrics, uh, minimal chord progressions. Um, it came out in 1981. I think it was recently reissued in 2019 and I'm trying to cop the record right now, but, um, yeah, Karen Marks, Cold Cafe, and You Bring Me Things off of, um, her EP that she dropped in 1981. Incredible. Like, I can't get enough of it. Low-key, super obsessed with her. Nice. That sounds amazing. So, I'm getting, like, big Banana-Rama vibes from the cover. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whatever you get a big banana ramble about is up to you, bro. <laughs> Different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about you right. guys? I'm dying to hear this, by the way. Yeah. Uh, shout out to you, Rebel Without a Pause, completely subverting the form. Uh, <laughs> like, I have a thing from the late 60s I'd like to bring for Q1. I know. Uh, I didn't know we I mean, were I, doing that. I could have done like 10 things of like that. Totally. But it's good. Just, it's good. But, but like it shows it shows my sort of limitations. It's not like I'm like keeping up with every new release, anyways, in other genres. You know what I mean? Totally. So, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. This was a this was a bit of a, a stretch for me too, um, because I, I I just listen to so much fucking rap. Like I'm just, <laughs> like you I'm just struggling. Mean, yeah, I'm struggling to find another shit. You picked Chris Crack again. <laughs> Chris Crack's Cold Wave album. Cold Crack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh for me uh yeah i was i was kind of flailing a little bit even though i created the prompt uh to figure out <laughs> what i what i wanted to uh what i wanted to talk about but um there's this group called flock and i don't know a lot about them i put one of their songs uh not flock of seagulls Dave. i know way that, too that excited that was you got way I too started excited mushing my hair to the side <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All flock, no seagulls, which makes it really, really hard to find uh, on streaming, actually. But um, it's it's a group called Flock. I'm not sure where they're from or what their deal is, but they have a record called NC, uh, like in the key of C or something like that. Um, and it's this really percussive, um, almost what you would call world music, which is such a weird condescending term, but right. um, music of that seems somewhat Middle Eastern inspired, um, but is also informed by electronic drum programming and like sometimes just beats. So it's interesting. It seems like they're a group of drummers or some kind of drum collective, um, but it, it, it's slightly houseish, but not really um, almost free jazzy in some spots. So I've uh, been listening to that. 
a bunch uh, when I'm trying to disassociate from the world. Um, my other one, um, and this could be like controversial, but I feel like this record, although by a rapper, is not a rap, and even the, the artist himself says it. Um, and that would be the little Yachty. Wow. Let's start here. Um, Keeping it okay. going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I just, you know, the whole kind of side discourse about whether it's rap or not aside. Um, mm-hmm. it's cool. Like it's yeah. it's a it's a fun, it's a bright record. Um, it has psychedelic possibilities, which I've not checked out yet, but I believe strongly in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I really I really enjoy the record uh, kind of more than I, I thought I would. I listened to it um, in one go on a trip to Oakland one time. And I was like, yeah, I could see this becoming part of of, uh, of my rotation uh, when I'm feeling a certain way. So um, definitely enjoyed that. Even though he had to take the Finding Nemo sample off, um, it's, still a, it's still a pretty dope record. Uh, two quick hitters on that one which i've kind of put to the side after we listened to it so much and did our patreon segment about it and stuff and i still think it's a cool record and i think Mm -hmm. it's super dope that he did it one he was on snl um as the musical guest and you should check that out um it's pretty cool seeing it live all the different people up there um they're slightly truncated versions you don't do like an 11 minute fucking freak out on snl but on that note uh, my wife and i were driving up to one of our hiking spots and it's like a 45 minute drive and we just got that got into that like it was that song the black seminole the first song Mm. and we were listening to it and really enjoying it and like really vibing to it on the way there but then we went on this really strenuous hike and we were in a totally different headspace when we came back so, you know, like when you turn on the car, usually I yeah, start over yeah. with like fresh music. But if I'm not thinking about it and I was like depleted, dude, like I was like fucked up and I was just like so tired. And it, it was during the part of the Black Seminole where the lady who's singing is just like freaking out. And it's like mm. very abstract, just like caterwauling like vocals yeah. over like the chugging kind of guitar. But the music kind of drops out. And I was like, I looked at her because she usually controls the playlist when we're together which is kind of like a secret of our relationship like i'm the one who has like the music podcast but usually we listen to her stuff and so i just got i gave her this like accusatory look i was like what the fuck is this (laughs) she was like this is that little yachty album you wanted to listen to it and i was like oh fuck anyway okay next (laughs) i'm off that yeah i need to put on something that's a little bit more appropriate to this moment but anyway yeah that's cool uh yeah it's it's not a rap record um it's it's not a rap record and it's it's one of those um you know cool to see an artist stretch themselves um and put out something dope so that was our our q1 rap no we skipped i I have to do my non-rap the nate erasure on this program (laughs) cannot stand uh my bad sir it's okay Uh, you're you're not rap okay Mine is, uh, it's just called The Record, very creative title. That's like the anti-Chris Crack. Um, <laughs> and it's by the uh, indie rock lady supergroup Boy Genius. Oh, um, okay. I, I like Phoebe Bridgers. I don't know that much about Julian Baker. I love Lucy Dacus. And um, I threw this on because it's been rumored to be happening mm-hmm. for so long. This is kind of like a 
thing that's been in the works for many years. They're always on each other's projects, singing backup and stuff. But um, they finally put out their debut record, and it's it's really really good. Like I I love it, and um, especially the Lucy Dacus led parts. But it just starts with a song where they're just like kind of like harmonizing the three of them in like an empty room acapella, and it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, they made a short film to accompany it that's really great, and they like all make out in it at the end, which I wasn't Hello. expecting, but I was certainly not mad at. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just it's just a very, very good indie rock record. I don't want to spoil it for anyone because I didn't memorize the like verbiage of it, but Lucy Dacus gets off this line about leonard cohen when he was having his existential breakdown in the monastery later in his life that is so cutting and so good i just truly believe she has one of the most beautiful voices of our time and is one of the best lyric writers of our time and i'm just super into her and um this record is really beautiful and surprisingly hard rocking at times but Mm. um the parts where it really shines for me is just like when it's just clever and witty and just i love hearing people harmonize and the three of them um, coming together and bringing their styles together just makes for a really, really great record. I can tell I'll be listening to this for a long time. All right. Any, any further you, you Nate, I thought you was going to have a couple, a couple other deep cuts. That was kind of all I wrote down. Um, I could look at my phone and say other stuff I'm listening to, but those were the ones that I prepped for the thing. I'm really into this Karen Marks. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's just what's on my phone right now. Have you heard about the little Yachty? Um, Um, I like this EP um, by this person. I believe uh, they use they, them pronouns called Lutalo. Um, and it's th- this is how starved I am for music uh, stuff because I'm not on social media. I actually listened to something I got a PR email for. Ooh. <laughs> like, you know how sometimes there's a good one sure. and it's not just sure. the form thing. And yeah. you're like, that actually sounds interesting. I'm going to check mm-hmm. it out. And I did. And I was super glad I did. That's like, dope. it's like, it's, um, I would call it like very chill indie with a little bit of drum machines. And it sounds like it would be the soundtrack of an indie movie when like, the person's kind of having their downward spiral like mm. they lose their job mm. and then the bus drives by and splashes them with the water and <laughs> go to dinner but it's the wrong reservation and it's like kind of this down down key um uh just yeah like kind of like soft uh indie rock that i that i'm enjoying and it just got picked up by a label and is going to be coming out physically um so, so I'm, I'm digging that and everything else i'm listening to is kind of rap or um i i sent dave this it's not from this year but it's this record called on by this um mm. uh kind of like i believe they're t- turkish or they're working in a turkish or right, right. Indian mode oh, um, the sound I'm, I'm gonna mess up this band's name but it's alton goon or alton okay. gun and okay. I'm really, really digging that. Like super funky, tons of breaks. Um, this record is from 2018, and um, it's excellent. yeah, 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 Very just enjoyable. a super cool international yeah. okay. record that's okay. like any hip hop head or rare groove head would really enjoy. Yeah. See, we we started. We took you a, a long way on this program, and this is just only the first quarter of fucking <laughs> <laughs> 2024. Uh, as as we we build towards. Um, Global Jam at the end of the year. I want to thank everybody for tapping in this week. I want to encourage folks to subscribe to our Patreon. That's patreon.com slash dadbodratpod. Nate and I had a little discussion about um, 
Renaissance art last week that you could tap into. And we have all kinds of cool shit on there. I'm going to put a Q1 playlist and our, our Q1 Spotify playlist up in the Patreon real soon. And, you know, we just have a, a cool conversation with folks in that space. So yeah, I asked uh, the Patreon community to send us their uh, best records of the quarter so far. So tons of great recommendations on there. People kind of commenting on each other's stuff, what they liked, what they didn't. Um, we don't always agree with everything, but we <laughs> it's super like great to have like these like dedicated hip hop heads who understand um what's good about the genre um recommending each other music i actually find it quite lovely and yeah there's uh extra bonus segments uh damone's playlist series dem gems my fake radio show fly sporadic which i'm like 90 percent done with the next episode yeah and uh yeah it's a you know just a it's a hangout for music nerds and it's very lovely of everyone who chooses to contribute financially to the program after 265 uh free episodes <laughs> the the free uh free cd ah, free cd distribution trick finally worked for me um <laughs> It's starting to pay off here, but we're super grateful for everybody that supports us on the Patreon. You can still follow us on Twitter at DadBodRapPod, on Instagram at DadBodRapPod. You know, we'll be back for another week, more interviews, more discussion, more bussing. DadBodRapPod. Yo, the fuck, man? Yo, 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 check, yo, 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 the plug sitting at the dentist stress thinking about enamel, yo, someone tell Feek run all the bread through major channels, all city vandals outside spritz and door panels, yo, I wrote this shit in the crib burning in between a pair of single candles, fake ass rap dudes post a homophobic rants and actually surprised when they got canceled, the Medi-Cali got handles, all these cats sound like bowling for soup covers on the VH1 channel, just sitting up there lying, the cameraman not even trying, whole company behind on payments and the boss not replying or showing any signs, yo, shorty got a hot face of flicks cause she famous on fire. If my video don't load on Amazon Prime, break the keyboard, immediately start crying and commit cyber crimes of all kinds. Yo, in perfect design, the plug's phone off, you trying to unwind. Fuck me soon if they getting blown up for trying to upload the rhymes. Shorty crib finished with stucco and lime, deep cuts, frozen over, covered in alcohol, protected from the outside. Megaton explosion, force exploding me at the confines, discovered ignited fire when I was high. To the point of being fried, then calmly shut the brines and made sure that they was tied. Bacterial meat leaking, bound to attract flies, fire off the grip, beacon, so the fleet peak that I need a ride. Yo. Stop running angles, brain dependent off the chemicals You shallow end, I push my pen into an octopus and tangle up your tentacles Rent money dangle on the bangle off the chains Hook shot insane, I stained the looking glass Came back and everything stayed the same I don't accept blame, ashamed self-worth Do your dirt, avert diversions But don't expect not to get your feelings hurt The wheel been working, why decide now to give it a spin You see finished cycles, the sight of my work And never try it again Line stand violence, I the liar Time buyer, built machine without a doubt in my mind It came with any wires, now I'm higher than Bobby on the hill, it's windmills and fans Blade. She played you like an airhead the moment she saw the man cave on the fan fade. You shall shock the lot, I've never caught the wave. I would have stopped, shot, and saved the game only if she could.